Hello, this is Ed, and this is the Faith in Kids podcast. Hello, it's Jam here. How you doing? Episode three, we're flying through. We are flying through Ephesians. And all those people who wondered if the book of Ephesians would be possible for children. Absolutely. We laugh at them. We do. There's egg on their face now. There is. Yeah. Egg's hard to come by at the moment, so (laughs) scoop that egg off and turn it into an omelette. Yeah. Now, I'd love you to find a prop for today. So if you are at home... Yes. And you are able to run and find it. Under starter's orders. I wonder if you could find me some Lego bricks, Duplo bricks or Jenga blocks. Could you find me anything that you could use to build? And when you've found them, you could even find tins of food as people seem to have a lot of those at home now. I would love you to get a pile of maybe 10, 20 of those bricks in one pile of one colour. And then all the rest, this will drive your parents mad. I want you to scatter them on the floor of the room, okay? Remain calm, everyone. Okay. Do not make any sudden moves and tread on Lego. And the final thing is your house keys, okay? Clear, you're gonna get building blocks of some sort, one pile, one color, next to you in a group, the rest scattered around the room with your house keys. Go! <laughs> Sorry, I've got I've got library music I can use. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. you don't need that. Okay. Yeah. I, I like your version though. Well, maybe I could maybe I could run some jingles it under. It could even be a library version now. Yeah, you, yeah, you could offer that. Yeah. Have you got Lego? Have you got your house keys? Great. Whip around question. Get ready. Here we go. Have you ever built something. If you've got some Lego bricks or Duplo or building blocks or whatever it is, connects, then um, then you probably have. When I was about 10 in my early, you know, I had three older sisters, so I played with Lego a lot by myself. And every school holiday, I would either build a town or a space station. And I would just basically alternate between <laughs> This holiday, I'm building a town. Next holiday, I'm building a space station. <laughs> I, um, I, feel, I really feel like I've learned something about you yeah. now. I did, I, ha, how many years did this last, this this space station town alternating building system? I don't know. Maybe, probably probably three or four years. I don't really? know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other day with my daughter, yeah. we built an X-Wing. Why wouldn't you? Oh, we don't. We didn't. We don't own the Star Wars X-wing set, okay, yeah. but we just sort of made it using a really old X-wing set of instructions, and we just kind of improvised on all the stuff that we didn't have. So we're talking, and they're not. Yes, you talk now. You talk. Have you ever built something? Go. Jam. Yes. Today we are looking at buildings. 
We are. But this building, as you'd expect from Paul in the book of Ephesians, is like no building you have ever seen before. So Jam, can you tell me in today's fiesta of fun facts what you know about buildings? In today's fiesta festoon of fun facts, I have three amazing buildings for you. And this one is the... Uh, the la- it is the largest building in the world, not the tallest, the largest. Any idea what it would be? Have a guess, have a think at home. What would it be? And what would you do in it? Oh, goodness. It's the kind of building that you would build an airplane in. In fact, it's the kind of building you would build several airplanes oh. in. The Boeing Everett factory in Everett in Washington state. Uh, it covers 399 480,000 square meters and it is absolutely massive you know how they describe stuff in the size of football pitches yes there are only two units of measurement in the world <laughs> yes. football pitches and an area the size of wales that's exactly right yes that's right there's a little read a little article about this and somebody said i normally describe things in football pitches let's put it into context the doors are the size of a football pitch Mind blown. My, uh, boom. <laughs> yes. I just try. I honestly, I tried to imagine a football pitch on its side, no. and I couldn't. You couldn't. You no. can't do it. It can't no. be done. No. Go on. Lift it up. <laughs> yes, that's right. It can't be done. It can't move. Okay. Um, I've got another. That is so big. Yeah. Okay. Biggest palace is uh, on Brunei, the Sultan of Brunei's palace. It has one thousand seven hundred and eighty-eight rooms. 1,788 rooms and get this 257 bathrooms has he got a roll of toilet paper for each one not in these days it hasn't no toilet paper is a very short supply you'd be going to one loo every day absolutely yeah third surprising building yes it was the tallest building in the world for 238 years oh wow can you tell me what it was 238 years the, a pyramid of Giza in Egypt. No, it was the first building to hold that title after the Great Pyramid of Egypt. 238 years. Is it still standing? It is, but not quite in its original resplendent form. Okay, a bit of it's fallen off. Oh, I can't do this. It the, is. The Acropolis. It's very nice. But no, it is in the humble city of Lincoln. It is Lincoln Cathedral. It never is. Yes. Get away. It was the tallest building in the world until 1548, at which point the central spire collapsed oh. and was not rebuilt. Oh, but the Lincoln Cathedral is still there. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, it just isn't quite as tall as it used if to be. If you're listening to us from Lincoln, just say out loud, yes, we rock. Yeah, we rock. We we, we were kings of the world. We were 238 for years. Glorious years. Oh. Yes, that's right. From 1311 till 1548. Those were the days, eh? A jam. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Was I it? think my favourite one is the doors are as big <laughs> as a football pitch. pitch. Yeah, the doors alone. The doors alone on its side. I know. Okay. The reason we're doing that, Jam, is because we are going to find out the most amazing building. Yeah. And can I tell you a secret? Go on. You're in it. Get away. I, literally. Okay. Okay. Get through those field football pitch doors. We are now going to hear Ephesians chapter 2. Verses 17 to 22. Listen carefully. Where's the building? Christ came and preached peace to you non-Jews who were far away from God. And 
he preached peace to those Jews who were near to God. Yes, through Christ we all have the right to come to the Father in one spirit. So now, you non-Jews are not visitors or strangers. Now you are citizens together with God's holy people. You belong to God's family. You believers are like a building that God owns. That building was built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Christ Jesus himself is the most important stone in that building. That whole building is joined together in Christ and Christ makes it grow and become a holy temple in the Lord. And in Christ, you too are being built together with the Jews. You are being built into a place where God lives through the Spirit. I hope you all had something you have built when we talked about that at the beginning. I think it is a thrill to build and construct. This story today that Paul gives us is of building the most amazing, beautiful building that will ever be. You see, Paul was speaking to the church in Ephesus and it was full of people from different backgrounds. There were some Jews who had known about God and his law since they were born. It was like they were closer to God. Then there was other people who hadn't grown up in Jewish homes, the non-Jews. Maybe that's you. They were totally new to knowing what God had done. They didn't know who Jesus was before they had it explained to him. They didn't know all the background story of the Old Testament. Now, if you look at your bricks around you, look how some are closer and some are farther. Listen to what we read. Christ came and preached peace to you non-Jews who were far away from God. And he preached peace to those who were near to God, the Jews. But without Jesus Christ, we are all separate. Maybe the non-Jews are further away, further away from knowing God, but they are all separate. And then we read, yes, through Christ, we all have the right to come to the Father in one spirit. So now you non-Jews are not visitors or strangers. Now you are citizens together with God's holy people. You belong to God's family. So when I say I want you to go and gather all the bricks into one pile, but keep them separate from that little pile of one colour. Ready? Go and get those bricks. You're running around. I'll do the running around music. Okay, so now you have a pile of bricks coming together. Now, if you like, these bricks are people. So now they are standing together, maybe like a sports team or a school assembly, all in one place. But just a gathering of separate people, that's not a church. It's just a pile of bricks. It's not a building. So Paul gives us four steps it takes to take this pile of bricks that have been brought together to make them into a building. Step one, the church is built on the foundation of the Bible. Paul says, you believers are like a building that God owns. That building was built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. So take that pile of one colour bricks and I want you to build me a foundation. 
A foundation is the bottom level, normally underneath the ground. Build that foundation as I talk. Paul says, as we read the Bible, that is the foundation of the church. That is why we love learning from the Bible. That's why this podcast is looking at the Bible. That's why we ask our parents to read us the Bible. That's why we ask our leaders in church to teach us the Bible. We can't get enough. It's the solid foundation we're building on. And then we find out, step two, the church is built on the cornerstone that is Jesus. We read Jesus Christ himself is the most important stone in the building. So choose a massive block. Choose three and put them together and pretend it's one. That's the cornerstone. That's the one that holds the whole building up together, the biggest block. Have you got that? Have you chosen your cornerstone? That's Jesus. We fall apart without him. We are about a person. We are about Jesus. Step three, the church is built together. Listen, that whole building is joined together in Christ and Jesus Christ makes it grow and it becomes a holy temple in the Lord. And in Christ, you too are being built together with the Jews. So you gather the bricks, you start building, build on the foundation, start building now, build your walls, grab a brick each. Each brick is a person. Choose a brick to be you. Build it up together. Some that were further away, they're the non-Jews. Some that were really close, they're the Jews. It doesn't matter where they go. They just get built together. We are not alone. Sometimes we feel it. But we take special care of each other. We are, as we've learned in Ephesians, brothers and sisters. We belong together. We are bricks in a wall. And then fourthly and finally, the church is built to be where God lives. We read, you are being built into a place where God lives through the Spirit. Have you got those house keys? Drop them into the middle of the building. Those house keys are like the Spirit. Because the Spirit lives in God's people, the church. Do you see that? On the foundation of the Bible, Jesus as your cornerstone, built together with the people of God and in the people of God, in his building, lives the Spirit. That's where he makes his home. We, God's people, the church, are amazing because of the Spirit. He makes us special. I know your church is a group of different people. Posh and scally, old and young, black and white, tall and thin, men and women. We look different. We are different. But just take one brick off your building. This is how we are tempted to think, like that one brick. I am strong. I am enough. I don't need Jesus. I don't need others. This is not how we are made to be. It's not Jesus's plan. Pop that brick back in. It's not I am strong. It's we are strong. We are one. He is enough. We need Jesus and we need others. Step one, the church is built on the foundation of the Bible. Step two, the church is built on the cornerstone that is Jesus. Step three, the church is built together. Step four, the church is built to be where God lives. I'm going to pray. Dear Father, I thank you that we have one another. We don't think, Father, we could do this on our own. And maybe at the moment we're realising how much harder it is to be your church without each other. Thank you, Father, for this time, because it is teaching us how much we need 
your church family. Amen. Amen. I'm already excited about a song we're going to play towards the end of this podcast called <laughs> We Are The Church by Awesome Cutlery, which I just adore. It's not time, Jack. It's not time. It's, it's not too time. Early. No, no, You not can't now. wait. But what time is, the time now is to think about that and for everyone else to talk about what you've just said in Ed's Got Questions. Are you ready? Four questions, four age groups. Under fives, what have we learnt God's people are like? Did you hear? What is God building? Fives to sevens. How are Christians like a building? Can you remember the four steps in our building? If you've built something, look in front of you. Can you work out the different parts? Eights to elevens. Are you tempted to want to be a loner? Or maybe you love being part of a group. Can you explain why Jesus's plan is so good? Why is it so good to be built up like a building? And then finally, if you're over 11, churches tend to separate into groups. Maybe they separate in your church into age groups. Maybe the teenagers hang out together and the children play together and the older folk hang out together. Or maybe they split into things they're interested in, like football or golf or baking. Maybe they split into men and women. Can you think of one idea, one way you could help your church to be one? Ready? Four quick questions. Under fives, did you hear what God's people are like? Five to sevens, can you remember the four steps in building our building? Eights to elevens. Are you tempted to want to be a loner? Why is Jesus' plan so much better? And finally, over 11s, can you think of one idea of how you can help your church to be one? Off you go. Hope that was interesting. Do carry on chatting about that afterwards. But for now, we're going to hand over to Amy as she fights the virus. Hi, it's Amy again, fighting the virus with you. Today, we're thinking about how to fight the virus in our own family and in our church family. So the virus means we don't get to see one another in our wider church family like we used to. Instead, we're having home church. Maybe you get to watch your pastor or your minister on a screen. So guys, I've got the team with me. Tell me, what were the good things about home church this last Sunday? Uh, Isaac? Toast. Eating toast? Being with our family. Being with your family? Not quicker. It was faster? Making stones. Oh, that we did some crafts. Okay, what were the bad things? Not being able to see your friends. Okay. Uh, you didn't do as much craft. Didn't do as much craft. Junior church sort of didn't last as long. Didn't get to see your friends as often. Yeah. Didn't get to kick a football. You didn't get to play crazy football till your hair was sweaty at the end. Okay, so having church at home is good, but it's not as good as being together. As a family, we want to fight the virus by sticking together. And when we can't see each other, we can still do that by sending messages to one another, by praying together by trying to learn from the same part of the Bible as one another and perhaps sharing pictures, messages online of the kind of things we're doing. We can fight the virus by sticking together. Because what holds us together and keeps us together 
is needing and loving Jesus. Great. So when you're falling out with your brother because he is annoying and when you're upset with your dad because he is ignoring you and when you're fed up with mum trying to make you calm down and do some schoolwork, you can all agree on this. You all need Jesus. Needing Jesus and loving Jesus will stick us together. Time today for a jazz hands prayer. Jazz hands prayer means it's so good that we can wave our hands in the air like we just don't care when we're praying to say thank you Jesus that you stick us together. High five. Woo! Oh, that one nearly hit me. Thanks, Amy. And here's Bob Hartman, the author of The Rhyming Bible, with a way of helping us to remember that this is the church that Jesus built. This is the church that Jesus built. This is the Saviour who sits on his throne. The Bible says he is the cornerstone that holds up the church that Jesus built. Here are apostles that Jesus taught. Look, they're down with the prophets in God's holy book. This is the Saviour who sits on his throne. The Bible says he is the cornerstone that holds up the church that Jesus built. Here are some bricks to build on foundations. Walls that are made up from all of the nations. Built on apostles that Jesus taught. Look, they're down with the prophets in God's holy book. This is the Saviour who sits on his throne. The Bible says he is the cornerstone that holds up the church that Jesus built. This is the church that is built for God's glory. The Spirit invites you to join in the story. Here are some bricks to build on foundations, walls that are made up from all of the nations, built on apostles that Jesus taught. Look, they're down with the prophets in God's holy book. This is the Savior who sits on his throne. The Bible says he is the cornerstone that holds up the church that Jesus built. We have finally got there to the exciting moment. Jam, I cannot tell you how much Jam loves this song. Jam, what is this song? This song is called We Are The Church. It's by Awesome Cutlery. Why do you love it, Jam? It just feels like the sort of thing that I would want to stand in a stadium with 80,000 people singing together as one church. And it's something that adults and kids can sing together. And it just makes me want to stand up and, and cheer. Off we go. Before the world began, God made a master plan to bring all things together under one head. That head is Jesus Christ, who died and rose to life, and now he's seated at the right hand of God. Once we were dead in sin. We're saved through faith in Jesus alone Part of his body now United by his power Joined with his people all over the world We are the church, have you heard? He washed us clean With his word he chose us to be 
can find that song on the awesome cutlery album called All Together Now. I know 10 of those and the Good Book Company is stocking it, as yep. well as many others. Yeah, you can also dig it out on Spotify, but why don't you buy it? That would be even better. Then you got it in the car. Jan, will you pray to finish? Yes. Father God, we thank you that you are building us into your church, that you have given us to each other. And we thank you that this is all based around the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the most wonderful man who ever lived and still lives in heaven with you. Thank you that he is our king. We can serve him together. And we pray that we would do that as your church with great joy. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for listening. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. It goes like this. One Lord, one faith, one God, one Father, one body, one spirit. We are one in Christ. One hope, one truth, one cross, one Saviour. Sticky.